Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 154 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, tomorrow is the day the Overwatch 2 beta begins uh, later next week. Overwatch League Season 5 begins. We're almost there, Joe. How are you feeling? Uh, you know, I didn't think we were going to... I didn't think we were going to make it this far. <laughs> Ever. But we're here. Yeah, just in life. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely fair. But we're here. It's going to happen, apparently. And we have a lot of news to get through regarding not only some uh, pickups here from teams, uh, but a bunch of Overwatch 2 news uh, revealed over the past week we get to talk about before the beta releases tomorrow. So, very exciting. Let's start with that Overwatch League news, and we'll get into Overwatch 2 in a bit here. Um, but we finally got some roster news from the Los Angeles Valiant last week. Um, and it was two separate pickups here to bring their roster to, to 7, which means uh, we will finally be previewing that team later today. Exciting. Uh, because they, I believe they now, we have now seen their full roster. So the first pickup was Ezhan, Ezhan, um, Team CC player, DPS, uh, hit scan player, uh, yeah, Gen G before Team CC. So, uh, they had a Korean DPS player who's, uh, got a nice history there. And then Sassen joining the Los Angeles Valiant, who was on the Hangzhou Spark from 2019 to 20. 2019 to 2020 had not been playing overwatch the past year all of 2021 and is now returning to overwatch um and playing as a tank for the los angeles valiant he um he's he was most he was kind of a dps tank player before i guess he played a bunch of dps he played but he played off tank as well zarya sigma in there and they are going to be using him as a tank because the rest of the team there's no other tanks on this team so, Sasson, the solo tank here for the Los Angeles Valiant. What do you think about these two pickups to finish off this roster, Joe? I mean, I guess we'll talk about it more in depth later, but, yeah, give me your brief thought, brief thoughts before we preview this team. Yeah, yeah, we'll dive in. My biggest thought um, is, I suppose, uh, maybe more surprise than anything in terms of... Um, uh, but, but but not surprised at the signing yesterday, but surprising at uh, how how relatively positive the uh, community is feeling about this particular roster, which again we'll we'll get into. But um, um, it's it's definitely a, a very different uh, uh, LA Valiant sentiment. It seems to me than we've seen in the past. Yeah, I mean it's hard not to be po- <laughs> relatively positive, I guess after there's after last season and there's nowhere to go but up, right? Uh, so when you look at this roster, you're like, oh, this team could win one game at least. Like, you're going to be positive about it, which is sad to say. But yeah, we'll talk more in depth about what we think of it. Uh, but yeah, it's cool seeing the community sort of realizing, oh, this team can actually compete this year. Um, and I do think they can. Spoilers, I guess. Um, all right, let's move on to Florida finally announcing that rumor that uh, we talked about it last week a little bit and has been talked about on Twitter for a while now. They confirmed they have picked up XZ. Uh, of course, XZ, if you don't know him, uh, legendary, legendary hit scan player in this league that unfortunately uh, could not play with the Dallas Fuel last year, and we're all left wondering how 
if that if that would have been that extra uh, player they needed to push to that championship. Um, but yeah, uh, he's back. He's back to Overwatch, of course. Legendary on Paris Eternal since he joined that team and back in at the back in the 2020 season. Um, and now he's back in the Overwatch League on the Florida Mayhem this time, joining Checkmate and uh, Hydron on that DPS line for Florida. Uh, and this is a team that we have already previewed. So I guess, Joe, give me your updated preview of sorts now that we know Exy is on this team. Any any uh, different opinions from you from what you thought when we previewed them? Yeah, we had definitely... Uh... Um, we we had considered that when we were talking about Florida earlier, uh, particularly in the context of uh, Mirror and, and Mirror um, uh, leaving the team. You know that potentially there would be this um, this uh, signing of Exe to come up and, and sort of uh, fill that spot. Um, that now sure enough has happened, and um, that certainly certainly softens that blow. I would say, um, the, the, uh, we've got um, a, a really uh, well-rounded uh, rosters. What this is feeling like, um, in terms of you know, you've got um, uh, you know lots of the big individual names that are now being able to work together, um, and you know, granted, um, uh, Exe is is you know going to have a little bit less time with statistically with the roster, but you know, not significantly, I wouldn't think. Um, um, yeah, that they're, that they're able to build together and really, really do something concrete, I think. It's it's exciting stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm super excited to see how good XZ can be. Um, we'll talk. I guess we'll talk more about some scrim bucks later because we've actually been able to get scrim bucks now. Um, and apparently Florida is doing pretty well. So I think XZ is a good, good addition here. Uh, of course, they lost Mirror, but definitely nice to have XZ back in the league in general. He's awesome to watch um all right up next we got uh a philadelphia fusion signing uh another tank fury will have another tank there it won't all depend on him even though it seemed like the consensus was fury was that one one uh solo tank i guess you could depend on here for the philadelphia fusion just in case they have brought on uh, another tank and it is uh bella bella Belos <laughs> Belostria, maybe? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> we'll find out, I guess, <laughs> when the casters tell us. Uh, but Belostria, maybe? Uh, played for T1 in uh, 2021. Uh, and, yeah, has been hopping around contenders for a while now. But main tank player, of course, to join Fury. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if Fury's still... The guy still the main main person playing here in that tank role for Philadelphia Fusion, but I think it's definitely nice to have another tank here, Joe. Right? Yeah, I think it's you, you can't really can't really go wrong with that. Um, uh, you, you get a little bit more um, a little bit more flexibility, like we always talk about. That's my favorite word on the show. It feels like, um, but particularly you know when we're going into this kind of. Um, this kind of season that we don't really know much about um it's that can definitely be an asset for him um and, and yeah you know you, you lean I, I still think you lean into fury um sure he's got a lot of, of good stuff going for him but yeah this um I do, uh, hopefully it was you know a, a roster decision that was picked up with like intentional um you know now that they have the experience in 
in the game and in the the metas that they're running into and all that um that this was something that they they thought was helpful yeah i i i think it might be i mean these are definitely all these signs we've seen recently it feels like okay this is the beginning of like overwatch 2 knowledge type signings so um it seemed like philly was like okay maybe we should get a backup for fury which might be a little scary for fusion fans to to see i guess but i think it's a nice safe signing here um, all right, let's move on to some Overwatch League news. Uh, we got two pieces of news. First one is they announced the uh, community co-streaming, which means, that's right, co-streaming is going to officially become a thing this season, which is huge in other esports, especially Valorant, just all over the place. Um, all other esports basically allow people to co-stream. Um and we've had those throughout the community with uh, Avast is probably the most popular one. Uh, and the biggest difference here is they will be able to show the actual game. When Avast does it, Sideshow, all these other people do it, they can only show like the clock to make sure you can sync up with them. Uh, but now they can officially stream the actual game uh, while basically talking over it. So uh, that's a big thing. Here, there, there is like an asterisk, I guess, um, it'll only be for certain games, it seems. Um, there are a bunch of guidelines they have to follow, follow, like they have to play ads, they have to do all that stuff. Um, and the biggest asterisk of all is it has to take place on YouTube. So uh, that's yeah. big for people who watch a vast stream who's obviously on Twitch. Um, don't know, like, no one's like, obviously you have Sideshow and Bren who are no longer... Uh, casting, but they still do plat chat. Um, so people are are wondering, okay, maybe they combine a vast sideshow and Bren's sort of co-streams all together on plat chat YouTube, um, which is where they get their main audience is on YouTube. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what everyone decides to do there. But this is huge for uh, for Overwatch, even though it's only YouTube and there's some different things. It looks like, I mean, if you're big enough. It, it, like anyone out there can do it they can apply at least um and there's an application form and everything on this overwatch league website i mean how big do you think this is for overwatch esports joe yeah i think it's 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 a good step um i think all the all the side elements and everything you pointed out um about how um co-streaming sort of currently works uh for the leagues is definitely uh definitely worth considering you know that um the, the YouTube issues and the, all this kind of stuff, um, but it, I think it's it's good to have that option available. Um, it's good to um, to be encouraging that, um, just in terms of you know community content creation and that kind of thing. Um, and I'm sure they'll iterate on it as thing go as time goes by and all this kind of stuff. But um, but but yeah, it's, it's I think overall going to be a good addition. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited that. You know, vast and plat chat. It, it feels like even though we lost Brennan Sideshow, it seems like they're definitely going to take advantage of this, and we'll still kind of have them at least. Uh, maybe it might be even better because it's sort of on their own platform; and they can do whatever they want with it, um, and be as explicit or whatever they want to do. You know, uh, so that's exciting. Uh, and the other Overwatch League news we got is another community update. The third one, uh, of course, these community updates been posted to the Overwatch League YouTube channel in video form. This time it was uh, Zoe and Sean Miller. 
talking with each other. Um, and basically just uh, an unfortunate announcement, I guess. COVID is, if you didn't know, COVID is not going well in China currently. So the Eastern Division schedule has been delayed by two weeks. Uh, and basically what they've done is just squished those, taken those games from the first two weeks and just slapped them with the other two week of get two weeks of games in that kickoff clash so basically the last two weeks of the kickoff clash are going to have an insane amount of eastern division games um these teams are going to be playing a lot uh joe notes here on our on our uh, little run now 21 matches in the last two weeks for the eastern division pretty nuts um so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be fun. It'll be sad to not have as full of an opening weekend, uh, an opening two weeks as we would have had. Um, but obviously, safety before anything. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they also announced that uh, the return of some live events here. They mentioned uh, if you haven't heard. Uh, Houston versus Dallas in the first weekend here on opening weekend is going to be hosted by Houston uh, and it's going to be a live event but they have announced announced that two tournaments are going to be live events uh, as far as the NA side of them goes the kickoff clash is officially going to be happening in Dallas and then the summer showdown is officially going to be happening in Toronto who has never hosted in the Overwatch League so that one's Dallas does it all the time. So still exciting because they have an amazing arena. And, uh, some fans come out all the time, uh, but super exciting to see Toronto hosting uh, a, a little uh, a little tournament here. Uh, you excited for those, Joe? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's um, obviously it's going to be a, a process getting back <laughs> into um the the live events and all this kind of stuff but yeah um yeah good to have you know something in canada at all um making it uh, i suppose the well I, I was gonna say the third but maybe maybe even the fourth if it's uh china and south korea that they've had events i forget um uh, if that's the case or not but um the, the third or fourth country now that they've had um uh, all events in um even despite um, you know all the the wrenches that got thrown in the uh, worldwide league kind of models. So it, it's good to see that um, you know what we do have is 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 still uh, being put in place. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and that'll be for if anyone's looking to go. It looks the summer showdown is the third tournament um, because you got midseason madness, which includes the Asia teams. So uh, I think that's probably a big reason why they're not doing a live event for that because. Uh, they would have to fly uh, the Asia teams over or whatever. I don't know how we'll just I imagine it's Hawaii or something like that again for that mid-season yeah, tournament. Probably. So, uh, but yeah, that's super exciting. Um, I, I'm excited to see that event in Toronto. And of course, in Dallas, it's going to be awesome because I think we're all fully expecting Dallas to, as a team to be there as well and be competing in that one. So that'll be even more exciting. Toronto's still more up in the air. Uh, scrim bucks for them not going well apparently Joe so we'll see how well they're doing this season and if they will be even involved in that tournament which would be sad um, yeah, no kidding uh, the last two uh, things mentioned in this update first one was drops returning again of course if it wasn't I, there would be absolute outrage uh, <laughs> same way to link your account on YouTube earn tokens by watching 
they announced that the first weekend is going to be double the amount of tokens for watching. Um, five tokens per hour for all mes- matches and double token drops for select matches. Uh, they announced that home and, uh, home and away skin, uh, Overwatch League gray skins, white skins, all that will be uh, able to be earned once again throughout the tournaments. Uh, as well as they teased the kickoff clash skin. Of course, last year they did themed skins around each tournament that you would buy with your tokens. You couldn't earn through watching it, uh, but you would buy with the tokens you accumulated already. And they teased, or Sean Miller teased, that the kickoff clash skin will be from the top rope, Um, which I guess hints towards a wrestling-themed skin. Uh, don't know for what hero, don't know at all. It just sounds like it's wrestling themed. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's always always good to have that back. Um, it looks like at this point, uh, and I'm trying to remember how they how they did it last season, uh, but it, it looks like at this point they've uh, only announced explicitly uh, four of those sets of uh, Overwatch League skins, uh, one for each of the tournament cycles. Um, and so they, they got a graphic here, but maybe uh, Winston uh, associated with the Kekov Clash, um, and then Widow, Lucio, and Zarya uh, for the the rest of the three. But I anticipate we'll, they'll probably um, <laughs> they'll they'll find excuses to to bring out more uh, more chances to earn those skins. I'm sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, drops are back. That's exciting. Nothing new really, but we're still getting the great rewards we got last year. Uh, and then the last little tidbit there was that the desk is going to be in person in Los Angeles together this year. No more remote desk. They will be all together. Uh, it seems like the casters will still be remote, but the desk all together, which is always great and always better than remote. I, I think they did a pretty great job job remotely last year, actually. But uh, yeah, as someone who is in production, trust me, <laughs> being in person is way better and way easier. So. Excited for that. Excited for more shenanigans. Probably going to be even more sh- shenanigans than last year, no doubt. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely good to have. Um, they're all sitting on the beach in Hawaii, um, <laughs> yep. and having those kind of interactions, um, or well, on the beach slash you know, um, in the hotel room and all this kind of stuff. But but yeah, it's 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 going to be a fun time. Yep, no doubt. Okay, let's get into the Overwatch 2 segment of this podcast here. Um, The first piece of news here, if you haven't noticed, if you haven't been on Twitter for an entire week or whatever, uh, Overwatch 2 Alpha Embargo was lifted near the end of last week, which means people who played in the Alpha could officially uh, show some video, show some gameplay, and uh, give their opinions on what they played uh, and sort of give us the rundown of maybe some tidbits that are new that uh, Blizzard themselves didn't release um, publicly, all that stuff. Uh, and my Twitter feed was filled with people super excited about this game, Joe. Uh, some awesome footage to watch of like Arissa uh, and a bunch of other cool, and Doomfist and a bunch of other reworks, seeing some so- Sojourn gameplay, seeing some pros even do some um, sort of tips and tricks for these heroes we haven't gotten a hold of yet, but I guess we'll be ready in the beta now that we we have those. Even some like uh, pugs, uh, some setup lobbies and stuff like that that we have gotten gotten out of this as well. 
that's just super fun. Any any uh, any pieces of news? Any any opinions, Joe, that you took to heart? I guess anything cool you have seen over the past weekend from the people who have played. I mean, there's just so many things. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> uh, it's easy to to focus on. Uh, easy to focus on the negative, but there's really a lot of of really cool things that have come out um, over the last yeah over the last several days. Um, just when we got to learn about the Arissa uh, uh, and Doomfist reworks, um, which a little bit lower down, but we can we can mention that here too, um, and the kind of things that that they're able to do uh, in in the beta. Uh, to some of the some of the small changes, even to other heroes that haven't gotten um, a lot of attention from uh, you know Cassidy's magnetic uh, uh, old, where his flashbang was replaced with he's got like a mine now, um, or where Junkrat's trap you can walk out of Junkrat's trap now, um, and just weird stuff like that. Um, and it was just all the little details, uh, and then to jump from from the alpha to the beta starting tomorrow, and to see uh, what, where those things are are and where and how those things are going to change. It's it's really interesting. But um, but yeah, as a as a tank player myself, I am um, uh, definitely intrigued by by some of these tank reworks too. Yeah, everything's super exciting. Uh, Joe mentioned some negative things. There were some negative things still, even though it's a shiny, brand new, awesome game. It seems. Um, seems like support since they basically got no changes besides getting that uh, every every support can now heal I guess on their own like Mercy was able to before that was the only change basically which means all the squishy uh, support heroes are even squishier than before because of the lack of changes but also because of the lack of a second tank to protect them uh, so apparently heroes like Senyata are just worthless because they just get jumped on and died and die so uh, I think that's one of the complaints um, that's honestly one of the only complaints I've heard other complaints are you mentioned McCree's flashbang change um, basically McCree's flashbang kind of sucks now according to a lot of people um, and that little mini pulse bomb that does barely any damage uh, is not as good according to a lot of people a lot of people are like Brig is just a useless character now because her shield bash does not bash does not stun anymore. Of course, um, so it seems like you know you got to change these overpowered, I guess, abilities and make them just straight up worse. You have to nerf them. Like, yeah, those heroes are just not going to feel as fun as they used to, or not feel as effective as they used to, uh, which makes sense, I guess. Um, but yeah, those are the main complaints I've heard. Besides that, everyone seems to like everything. Um, everyone says push is super fun so far. The new maps are super good so far, super polished. And overall, everyone seems to like 5v5 so far. So besides the pe <laughs> the only people who I've seen complain about 5v5, Joe, is uh, the Overwatch subreddit. So, <laughs> And I don't, I don't think they've gotten to play yet. <laughs> yeah, at least the the vast majority of them, I would think. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah, those that's the main places I'm seeing complaints from, which are people who have not played it yet; they've just watched. So uh, it seems like everyone who's played it is having a lot of fun with it. And I think the biggest thing is, and it's a thing we all knew was going to happen. Everyone feels like they impacted the game more than they did before. They feel like if they pop off no matter what sort of uh, role they're on, they feel like they actually 
can carry. They feel like they actually can win the game for their team on their own. They don't have to depend on their teammates anymore, which is a big complaint from a lot of people. But obviously, a lot of people like Overwatch how it is now. Not as many people as uh, quit over the years, but yeah, we'll see uh, how we feel when we all have it in our hands this week. Uh, because yes, my next piece of news is we basically you if you're listening to this or if you know about the beta or you know about anything here you could just guarantee your way into the beta of, uh, apparently um they released a, a, an FAQ they announced what time it is officially coming out tomorrow the beta um and yeah they basically announced that on Wednesday Tuesday's when the beta first comes out to people who get invites via email so if you signed up on that sign up page um, and you get an email tomorrow, then you're into the beta tomorrow. You get to play tomorrow. Um, but on, starting on Wednesday, uh, basically anyone will be able to get in. All they have to do is watch four hours of Twitch. Um, four hours of Twitch on any stream with drops enabled, and you're guaranteed it. It's not a random chance. It's not any of that. If you watch for four hours, once you hit that four-hour mark, you can get in the beta and you can play the beta. So... Yeah, that's absolutely huge because the last time this happened with Valorant beta, of course, it was all luck. You just had to keep watching until you got the drop. But this one is you literally just watch for four hours and you get it, which is insanely awesome news. No one's going to be sitting around stressing like, am I going to get in the beta? No one's going to be depressed that they didn't get in the beta and just watching streams all day. You just got to watch for four hours and that's it. Uh, They also announced that the beta will run through tomorrow by the way the start time is 2 eastern tomorrow for people who get in via email um through may 17th and according to the date date is subject to change based on testing needs so may 17th is not like a strict day here but as of now their plan is to run it um about three weeks uh april 26th to may 17th all right, Joe, that's a that's a lot of awesome information. How do you feel? I mean, how are you feeling about all this? It's obviously awesome, but basically anyone could get in just four hours of Twitch. I mean, you don't even have to be watching. Just put it on in the background, right? Yeah, it feels like they buried the leaves a little bit uh, <laughs> with the with the announcement, honestly. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that was a you know relatively recent addition to the to the uh, beta rollout plan. So I mean, that's that's fine, but. Um, but yeah, there's lots of streamers that are eligible for this. Uh, they've got a whole big list online. But um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's super exciting. You know, and clearly, um, initially when they were talking about the beta, they were talking about, uh, yeah, we're going to kind of curate the, the invites and, you know, try to get a good spectrum of players and skill levels and technology and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I'm sure they're still going to do that, but... Um, it's also clear at this point that you know that they're they want as many people in this as possible uh so that's um it's it's a good feeling uh you know for for getting into it we were talking uh in the last couple shows about oh you know what happens you know might get in or you could get in who knows but uh uh you know worst case scenario uh it'll be just a little bit of a delay yeah we're worst case scenario we just have to wait a day basically and four hours um actually the according to the website the um drops on wednesday begin at 1 eastern 1 p.m eastern uh through 9 p.m eastern so you'll have eight hours there 
just got to tune in for four of those eight hours at any time. Um, and honestly, even even if you're at work, I guess unless your work has very strict rules about what you can have open on your computer or whatever, like you literally could just throw it on, put the volume down at the lowest or whatever, or mute the tab and like leave. <laughs> as long as your uh, Blizzard account's connected to your Twitch, you can get that drop. And I think the other big news is some of the names on this list. Joe mentioned there's a huge list. There is, but I think the two really big names here of people who are going to be playing this game, um, uh, the biggest ones I can see here are XQC, which I think is expected because, of course, he started an Overwatch. But the other one is Pokimane, Joe, who is probably one of the biggest streamers on Twitch by far. And I don't think I've ever really seen her play Overwatch. So I guess that officially confirms she will be playing Overwatch too. So that's fun to see. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't really uh, properly looked through that whole thing. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I. That's a lot of people that watch her stream, so that'll be big. Um, but yeah, a lot of familiar names besides those two as well on this list that you can watch. You don't have to watch Pokimane, don't worry. You can watch anyone you want, basically. <laughs> um, Seagull's coming back for it, of course, so that'll be fun. I'll, I'll probably watch Seagull, uh, maybe XQC for a while. Uh, but yeah, uh, lots to choose from. And just super exciting. Um, and this is, you mentioned they buried the lead. This is like, it's not even, the the reason I even know this and you even know this, Joe, is because we follow people on Twitter who like confirmed, oh, by the way, Blizzard has confirmed to me like, no, it's four hours and, you're, and you get it. If you've been on Reddit today, John Spector has been like on both the competitive Overwatch and Overwatch subreddit confirming, yes, four hours and you're guaranteed to get into the beta. Because on their FAQ, it seems like you have a chance after four hours to get the drop, basically. Um, when that's not true, you're guaranteed. Um, so, yeah, um, super fun. Let's get let's dive into the specifics of this Arisa and Doomfist uh, reworks here, Joe, um, because we haven't gotten to do that yet, and sort of give our thoughts on how we think they're going to be neither of us have played overwatch 2 so we don't know how they are going to be but uh, let's start with doomfist who of course we got confirmed he is a tank now uh, his health has been increased to 450 uh, to reflect that change uh, his hand cannon um, damage has been reduced from six to five uh, and recovery ammo recovery increased to once every 0.4 seconds he now has a new ability called Power Block, uh, which basically protects him um, from frontal attacks, any damage that comes into him from the front, and then empowers him if he does block damage. So it specifically empowers his Rocket Punch, which he has kept. Um, and an Empower Rocket Punch will travel faster, further, and deal increased damage. According to the Twitter, we have also gotten confirmed from people who play the Alpha that it allows you to rocket punch more than one person. Um, I don't know how, I don't think it's been confirmed if it's limited amount of people, but we have people confirming that they have punched up to three people with their uh, with their empowered rocket punch at once. Um, the uppercut ability was removed. Rocket punch, like I mentioned, still there. The charge time has been reduced to one second, but the damage, of course, um, been reduced. Um, to 15 and 20 uh, impact and wall damage so which makes sense he's a tank now he doesn't do as much damage uh, and then seismic slam new ability as well that's basically like uh, Winston's leap the seismic slam 
very changed and everyone is describing this as yes this is winston's leap you can basically just jump anywhere now and slam down and does damage and slows enemies uh, and then meteor, meteor strike um basically the same uh, except damage damage has been reduced and now it adds a slow to people who have been hit as well as the I believe it looked bigger to me but I don't it, there's no official confirmation all right what do you think of this doomfist change I think a lot of like people who are doing tier list stuff like that are basically saying this is the dive tank could you see that being possible Joe do you think doomfist will be big in this meta here at the beginning of overwatch 2 yeah, we're really, really flexing our analyst brains, but um, the, but yeah, I think he's got a lot of uh, a lot of potential, uh, and is more mobile than Winston as a tank. I, I think it's fair to say, um, both with the um, uh, the I suppose seismic slam now is the name of his his leap ability, uh, but the the additional mobility and and directability that that provides. Uh, when combined with uh, the rocket punch, yeah, is definitely, um, definitely quite something. And the and the you know the empowered rocket punch as well. Um, and it's going to be uh, definitely strikes me as a pretty high, uh, uh, pretty high skill cap hero as well. So that's uh, always exciting to see in uh, in the tank roll. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see. It is worth noting that apparently a power block empowered rocket punch also stuns for a longer amount of time when he hits them against the wall or whatever so yeah it seems like that is the combo power block into rocket punch uh, seismic slam into power block into rocket punch stuff like that um so he's just a disruptor basically and apparently is the best dive tank currently and is probably a big reason why zenyatta sticks in the current meta uh, okay, the next one is Arissa, which uh, she got a ton of changes. Um, so her main fire now rapidly fires large projectiles. If you've seen any videos, it's like almost tennis balls, uh, tennis ball size projectiles. Um, and she doesn't have to reload unless you are firing too much. Um, basically, it has a heat sort of mechanic instead of ammo reload if it's if you shoot too many in a row, basically, it forces a reload or forces forces you to stop. Um, all right, Energy Javelin is a brand new uh, little... She, basically, it's she has a Javelin now, and her whole kit is around that, which is super cool. Um, her Energy jam, Javelin ability is you launch your Javelin at an enemy to stun them and knock back. And it's more effective if the enemy hits a wall. Almost reminds me a little bit of uh, Sigma Rock. Uh, but I imagine it throws differently and is a little bit different. Uh, but it is a skill shot stun, basically. Um, Fortify has stayed this has is, is still there, uh, but she also gains 125 temporary health when she uses it, uh, and is slowed by 20% while active. Also reduces heat generated from firing by 50% while active. So basically, you'll get to shoot a lot more when you fortify. Another new ability is Javelin Spin. Spin your Javelin to destroy projectiles, push enemies, and increase forward speed. Um, so it's kind of like a Sigma Suck as well. Um, but you also get to uh, push enemies back when you hit them with the spin and you move faster when you're using it. So that's very cool. Um, and then the ultimate is called Terra Surge. You sweep in enemies and anchor down, gaining the effects of Fortify and charging up a surge of damage use primary fire to unleash unleash the surge early 
Uh, so basically, if you've seen any videos of this, you, you press your ultimate, and there's a big circle where uh, you sort of slow everyone down in this circle, um, and you can, if you have a lot of people in there and you can see they're escaping, you might want to press the primary fire early to uh, do the damage to the people in that circle, but you do less damage the earlier you unleash it. So, yeah. Um, according to everyone who's played it, this ultimate is not great. Um, and then, of course, no more barrier for, for Orisa, no more halt, and no more supercharger. All gone. Orisa's basically a new hero. And this is the one I want to try the most, Joe. I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm most excited about this. I love all this javelin stuff, even though it sounds underpowered. Um, right now, hopefully they buff it because it looks very fun. What do you think about it, Joe? Yeah, it's it's definitely um, a super super big, super drastic change <laughs> to Orisa that we've seen. Um, yeah, yeah, I I really want to see, particularly the the ultimate in context, uh, uh, even more than than we have already. Um, just because I feel like the the sort of risk reward about you know how long you charge it versus how how quickly you use it like that's exciting. Um, um, having the the you know the battle cow doing something more than um, than than standing behind a shield is definitely going to be interesting. Um, I, and I, and you know change changes up the way that the character interacts with things too just you know that you don't have the shield to to rely on anymore um that that's that's definitely significant yeah definitely is i'm excited to try both these heroes out these are some i think these are two great reworks from what i can see so far even if Arissa is apparently not good still looks super fun um but yeah, I mean, let me think of any more. There's another alpha piece of alpha from the alpha embargo. We got um, a first look at like the new scoreboard, which means that we can see our teammates' stats. Um, so that's super interesting because obviously the biggest thing about Overwatch was you couldn't see your teammates' stats. Looks like you're going to be able to, um, at least from the leak. We'll see if that's true with, with the beta we... We only got to see it like in the training arena, um, a brief screenshots, and I don't think we were supposed to see it. So we'll see what happens there. That could be huge news. But yeah, besides that, I mean, there's tons of alpha gameplay out there on YouTube. We, we can't sit here talking about it all day, me and Joe. We didn't even get to play it. So um, definitely go look it up and go see the thoughts of people who played it. It seems like a lot of people enjoyed it. A lot of people have some complaints. There are tier lists out there. Um, Custa, I like I liked Custa's coverage of it, telling us exactly like what the meta was for Overwatch League scrims on Overwatch 2 when he was able to watch it, um, even though it's probably vastly changed since he was able to watch it. Um, yeah, it's super fun to see all that stuff, so go on YouTube and watch it. Um, yeah, Joe, anything else you can think of before we just head into our four team previews of the day here? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. We're just, uh, we're, it's beta time. I'm, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> please, please. And we'll all be able to get our hands on with this anyway in uh, two days uh, at, at the most. So, yeah. Uh, very exciting. Let's get into our team previews. We have four teams today. We are down to our final six previews here, Joe, uh, which is crazy. That means next week we're getting we're getting our final two previews and our power rankings. Wow. Um, I can't believe we're actually there. 
But let's uh, let's jump into our first preview, which I mentioned earlier. We would be previewing the LA Valiant finally, uh, because they finally have completed their roster here. It seems so. Let's let's jump into the LA Valiant. Who, I mean, if you don't remember how this team did last year, then I I I, I don't know where you were because they didn't win a single game. Of course, uh, and they did pretty terribly. Um, and they just had an awful roster in general. They went 0-16. Uh, so, of course, this offseason, uh, they had to rebuild, right? <laughs> and they had to completely change this roster. Well, if you haven't heard any news coming from this team this year, they will be competing in Asia again. And the roster is Dia making his return to the Overwatch League. You got Innovation, Becky, Coldest, Langsa, Ezhan, and Sassen. Um, so goodbye to that awful roster they were fielding last year. And hello to uh, all these brand new players. Um, and Sasson and Dia, of course, returning after their stints in the Overwatch League. Very exciting for them. Um, all right. Of course, with these team previews, we've been uh, going through these teams with players to watch first. So, Joe, out of these seven players we got here, who are you looking forward, most looking forward to watching? Yeah, I think... Um, uh, <laughs> this is a good question. Uh, a lot of it has to come back to some of the... Uh, uh, some of the returning Overwatch League talent that we've seen. Um, but I think perhaps one of the one of the more interesting stories is going to be Dia. Um, they're in the DPS role, obviously... Um, played for Shanghai for a couple seasons, um, but then hasn't been seen in the league uh, now for a year. Um, um, it, and in fact, for uh, for two years even, yeah, hasn't been hasn't been seen in the league. But uh, we, we're, he's got back now. He's uh, diving into the Valiant um, and, and seeing where exactly he fits in. You know, what is a completely different uh, completely different landscape uh, from when he left. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone is looking forward to seeing Dia play. Everyone is looking forward to seeing how well he can do um, with this team because apparently he, he did pretty well um, in his uh, brief stint in contenders in 2020 after he um, left the Shanghai Dragons with Team CC. I think everyone's just excited to see him returning to this game. Uh, a lot of Team CC players here. As well, in general, of course, they just picked up Ezhan, who was from TCC. The other person from TCC, Innovation. I'm excited to see Innovation. There's some hype around this DPS player. I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose Innovation. I'm excited to see what Innovation could do. Has been on Team CC for since 2019. Um, was a coach with them uh, last, actually 2021. So, coach and player, kind of like a Jake for Team CC. So. Um, I'm excited to see what he could do just returning to full-time play here with the Los Angeles Valiant because uh, there's a good amount of hype coming from the Innovation Camp. I also should mention that another player returning um, from the Hangzhou Spark is Coldest, actually. I didn't mention him before, but Coldest was on the Hangzhou Spark for a couple of years there um, and is now returning with the Valiant this year. So, All right. Team performance. I mentioned earlier, Joe, that this team, of course, went 0-16 and were really bad and got 8th in Asia. And, you know, you, I, this, this is the time where I usually ask the question, hey, is this team going to do better than last year? Um, if the answer is no here, Joe, it's going to be really sad. <laughs> this has got to be a really sad roster, right? <laughs> Please tell me that the answer is yes, they will do better than last year, Joe, for the Los Angeles Valley. <laughs> 
Yeah, if the answer is no, it's it's definitely going to be a long year. Uh, <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah it's the same, if at the same time, if the answer is no, um, there has to be another uh, a bottom team in Asia, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, and I... Um, I'm not super confident in my thinking off the top of my head uh, what exactly and how exactly that would look. Um, like I was talking uh, talking at the top of the show, you, you know, that there are um, uh, g- generally generally positive community sentiment in terms of, you know, that, um, that this is uh, some good signings and s- some upgrades on the roster. Uh, but I, I am just personally having a really hard time getting the the taste of, of LA Valiant 2021 out of my mouth is <laughs> the short version. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Wait, with this, this organization, I mean, Immortals immediately has basically sold us to a different operator in LGE. Um, and it has, it was terrible the first year, especially because it was such last second. Um, and now, yeah, it's, there's been no proof that this new runner and this organization can get back to where they used to be. So I don't blame you. I think they'll do better than last year because the talent is there and the the players are better. Um, I mean, they got a a new head coach in No Hill as well. They got a new assistant coach in Huyall, actually. Um, So that's somewhat exciting. Um, But yeah, I'm excited... I'm excited to see this team do better. Do I think it's going to be insanely better? I'm with you, Joe. It's hard for me to say that. It's hard for me to believe in it. Um, which uh, leads us into our off-season grades. I'll start here, Joe, since I always make you start. I'll, I'll, I'll start with my <laughs> off-season grade. Um, and I guess I have to give them a B-. minus. I mean, I think they definitely could have done better with the players they picked up. But uh, the obvious positive here is they didn't keep anyone from last year. Uh, even including coaches and team staff. They completely wiped that and got new coaches. So I think that's a positive. Do I think it's the best team they could have assembled? Absolutely not. Um, I think it could be better. Uh, but I, I am happy they're actually going to compete this year, and I'll give them a B-minus for that. How about you, Joe? What grade would you give their offseason? Yeah, that's another good question. Um, thinking about uh, – yeah, I think the – the the positives that can be said for for the LA Valiant, if we're just gonna start there, uh, <laughs> the positives that can be said for this roster, uh, yeah, like you said, that they didn't hang on to anybody. You know, they're they're very clearly um, uh, hitting a reset, and that's good. Um, uh, another positive is uh, again, I, I think it's not um, not at all nothing to 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 highlight again the goodwill that um, they're getting from the community. Uh, or you know, a goodwill might be stretching it a little bit, but <laughs> people people aren't uh, don't seem to be absolutely hating them uh, like they have to to some degree in the past, um, and, and that is that that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, they, as far as you know, the actual talent of the roster, you know, and the the actual quality of the signings, some of that remains to be seen, but um, uh, but there's there's benefit there. Uh, does that mean I'm going to give them an amazing grade? Uh, not particularly, um, but I, I, they 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 passed is probably <laughs> is probably uh, probably fair to say. So it's like if I'm feeling generous, I'll make it even a C minus. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll call it a C minus for now uh, here for the Elevate, and and hopefully yeah, hopefully this is a 
season five for them that's that's dramatically different from uh, what this this franchise has shown us last year. Um, I'm gonna since we got so many teams to go through, I'm gonna skip our five v five difference here. Yeah, yeah, the five v five diff is just you know the same for every team as always. Just like oh well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically. Um, all right, let's move over to our other Asia team, a team that did uh, had their best year uh, in in their uh, franchise's history last year, and that is the Chengdu Hunters. Uh, finally looking really good, and I must say, based off the rumors we're getting right now, Joe, this team re- preview is based off a really good roster right now, of which they just basically kept all their team last year and have added uh, one player. Um, and yeah, it might just, um, it might not exist any day now. So that's a little sad based off the rumors we're getting that this organization is imploding basically on itself. But me and Joe don't have that official information right now. We don't know who they're going to be losing anything like that. So I guess we're just going to preview them as they are right now. Um, but it is very sad to imagine any of these players leaving. So basically, they this offseason, they kept Yvetel, Jinmu, Leave, Nisha, Gaga, Faraway, uh, Monk, and they added Aparta. And they now, uh, they also got rid of some players. Uh, Late Young retired, and Among unfortunately, left. Uh, and they have... Um, Jimmy and Tarot Cookie also left uh, to Team Chaser, which is their contenders team. So, yeah, basically this roster is the same except Aprita, who they added from Team Chaser, actually. Uh, DPS player. Joe, out of those players, who are you most forward to uh, looking to watch? I mean, in a Chengdu Hunters jersey or not, I guess, because I feel like these players definitely would be on another team if they end up getting dropped. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> That's, it's, it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, lot, lots up in the air, I'm sure. Once we get to our uh, Power Rankings episode, we'll have uh, hopefully some more information by then because that'll be, you know, within days of the start of the league. Um, uh, but, but yeah, as far as um, uh, looking at the Chengdu Hunters now, I think um, I'm... This this team has always been known for uh, their their tagline and and the ways uh, and things that their tagline does and and the ways their tagline looks um, and I, I don't anticipate that's going to change uh, with the the new and different um, way that a, a tagline is going to look <laughs> in Overwatch too uh, and and yeah, I'm excited to see again I guess particularly Gaga is the the one player who that applies to right now, um, but the the way uh, the way Chengdu is able to to handle some of these kind of changes because in in some sense you know this is the um, this is like what we know um, or what we're really excited about um, with with Chengdu is uh, uh, you know a season uh, of uncertainty and and um, where where teams are still trying to figure stuff out Chengdu um, very clearly has has proven themselves to um, you know they, they they find something they like and they run with it and so that's going to be uh an advantage for them i expect yeah i mean and that's i think that's where everyone's excitement is coming from is they had some players who are especially leave of course the mvp probably the best carry in the entire league we go into overwatch 2 where carries are going to be even more important and you say, okay, Leave could easily repeat as MVP, and Leave could easily make it so this Chengdu Hunter, like it, it feels like last year, if 
they were playing on Overwatch 2, Leave almost would have would have allowed this team to be even better than they ended up doing. And they did pretty well at 11 and 5, making the playoffs and like competed in the playoffs there at the end. Um, but yeah, Leave just in Overwatch you just can't you can't have Leave carrying you hard enough to get you there. In Overwatch 2, that might have been enough to push them forward. That might have been enough to make this the best team in the league. So I think everyone's super hyped about Leave. So I'm going to say Leave because yeah, Leave is currently the best player in Overwatch, in my opinion. I don't know if he's as good at Overwatch 2 yet, but I would assume he would be. So, yeah, uh, Leave is my player. And my God, this is just such a te- sad team preview, knowing that this team could not exist. Um, and realizing that their season is delayed too, Joe, so they they might not even make this announcement until uh, two weeks after the league starts or something. Because... They don't That's need true. to. They aren't playing games yet. Um, all right, let's move on to team performance. Uh, they had a very good season, as I mentioned. They went 11-5. and five. They finished second in Asia. Um, they finished third overall. Uh, in the playoffs, they unfortunately, in a 3-2 defeat in losers round two to the San Francisco Shock, exited uh, pretty early on. Uh, but they had really good wins against Atlanta Rain. Um, uh, an unfortunate loss to Dallas Fuel in there. Um if this team stays with this roster, Joe, do you think they do even better than their 11-5? and five? Do you think they can pass the Shanghai Dragons, become number one in Asia? Do you think they can get further in the playoffs? Um, with this roster, are the Chengdu, can the Chengdu Hunters do even better than their amazing year last year? Yeah, we're not uh, we're not officially talking about our, our Season 4 champion Shanghai Dragons until... Uh until next week but uh, you, you mentioned him just now yeah i i am gonna um uh you're gonna be hard-pressed i think to to find uh any, any kind of roster in this in this league that um has the the ability to to dethrone them and certainly not in in asia but that being said the um the uh, the, the the benefits and exciting things that we're um that we're seeing and talking about with with Chengdu, I think uh, they absolutely have the potential to be um, uh, to to be super productive and super effective um, <laughs> in this league. Uh, yeah, and absolutely hang you know hang right up there with the the best of them as far as I'm concerned. Um, and 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 be I think <laughs> to to the extent that uh, the the top of the Eastern Division may. Um, uh, you know, equate its own tier kind of situation. Uh, Chengdu may may once again be the gatekeepers to that tier, uh, but you know, uh, who knows? Maybe they'll even exceed that. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think I think they can give Shanghai Dragons even more of a challenge this year, like you're mentioning, Joe. But I, it's hard for me to see them pass. I don't know how they're going to pass them up. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say they'll do around the same, if not a little worse. To be honest, like people are, other teams are still getting better. I don't know if this team, with barely any changes besides Aprita, uh, can really uh, be better. So uh, I'll I'll agree and sort of say, yeah, I think they'll still be very good with this roster, um, but not better than Shanghai. Not not the best in the league, unfortunately. Um, okay, and then I'll give my team grade uh, for the off season, um, and it is. A solid A for me. Like they kept their whole roster, which was very successful last year. Um, they had them apparently, according to the off-season tracker, they basically had this whole team signed for two years, anyways. So 
they didn't even have to re-sign anyone. <laughs> I guess they had minimal af- effort. Um, but, yeah, they knew this team was solid. They knew this core was solid. They have them for another year, and they signed Aprita, which I think is a good addition and better than Taro Cookie and Jimmy, who they had last year and were pretty – Jimmy was all right. Taro Cookie, pretty useless. Um, but Jinmu leave there, and now adding Aprita, who did very well with Team Chaser, uh, who, if you don't know – consistently one of the best teams in Chinese contenders. So um, I think that's a good addition. Um, and I think they kept the right players as well. I mean, it would have been fun to have Among on this team. And maybe it would have been better to keep an extra tank. But Gaga was super flexible last year. Gaga was good. So, yeah, I'll give them a solid A. Like, I, I think for now, you know, <laughs> this is going to age poorly if this entire team <laughs> dissolves. But, uh, yeah. Well, if the- you know all our all our preseason predictions always do so yeah uh, i can't wait for it to age poorly but yeah if, <laughs> for now it's an a and in a couple of weeks it's gonna be an f but uh, hopefully hopefully not an f but yeah joe what grade would you give this team based off the infinity? yeah yeah but based off what we're looking at now yeah i think um my biggest complaint uh with this this Chengdu roster uh, or my biggest word of caution, I guess, um, is uh, what I've said a lot about um, the uh, NA teams we've discussed so far. I haven't really brought this up much in uh, much in Asia, and honestly, because I don't think it's uh, applied quite as much. Um, uh, but my, I've been talking with a lot of teams about how um, um, about it, you know, you have to be able to make upgrades and and uh, and take strides in the off season in order to remain competitive with the other teams that are going to do the same thing. And um, this is a roster that hasn't made a lot of um, hasn't made a lot of strides, hasn't made a lot of um, upgrades necessarily in um, uh, in this off season. You know, there's a handful of changes, sure, um, and and they're still looking pretty decent. Uh, but but that's that's um, we've seen. Uh, I, I can say we've seen examples, but then I can't think of any off the top of my head as I'm sitting here talking. But uh, you know, examples of teams for whom that's not worked. Uh, you know, just trying trying to hang on to um, what's been consistently good, um, and so that's just something you've got to have in the back of your mind. Um, but as far as far as the rest of the season goes, you know, things are. Uh, things are looking pretty well. Um, like you said, we're we're feeling generally positive about this roster. Uh, I think it's that's at least worth a, a solid B. I think for Chengdu. Nice. Um, and those are our two Asia teams for for now. Of course, we have that one last team, the Dragons, to preview next week. Uh, but yeah, let's move back over to the two NA teams we, we we will be previewing today, and they are two very good rosters. It would seem. Let's start off with the Los Angeles Gladiators, a team that every offseason spends an exorbitant amount of money, and they have done it again, Joe. Uh, (laughs) They spend money, uh, and they get the best players consistently. So this offseason, they have made some four signings, of all four of which everyone is super excited about. Funny Astro, Ans, Reiner, and Patipan. All four great players. And we finally, finally get the uh, Overwatch League debut of Patipan, who turned 18 in September. Uh, moved to Valorant, of course, back in 2020, but is coming back to Overwatch. 
uh, going to be making his debut. It's going to be super exciting. Um, so, uh, of course, joining those four are some familiar faces uh, in space, Kevster, Shoe, and Skewed. Um, out of those eight players, who are you most forward to watching? Looking forward to watch on this this Gladiator squad this year, Joe. Yeah, this is uh, as close to a super team as we have seen um, <laughs> in any of our team previews so far. Um, just the, the the names on the paper alone are just super exciting. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's no story bigger on this roster than Potiphon. Um, uh, coming out, you know, made his um, for many people his Overwatch debut, um, playing for for Team Thailand in the World Cup, um, in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, um, uh, and obviously you know won the hearts of many as they say, um, um, but yeah, coming out finally Overwatch League, he, he's he's um, won over in it, you know done so well in an entirely different esport but but he's here now uh, and <laughs> jumping in that's gonna be super cool but be even alongside you know to have him now alongside the likes of of kebster and, and ans um it's just gonna be an exciting stuff oh yeah absolutely gonna be exciting i'm man i'm looking forward like joe mentioned it is a super team and i'm looking forward to so many people on this roster i mean a lot is depending on this kebster ans patibon duel which you know, like if it pans out, like it seems like it could be the best DPS line in the entire league. Um, but of course, you got people scared about Ans. You got people scared about Patipan. Are they good enough? Will they be as good as they used to be? Um, who knows? I'll, I'll say Reiner because this is, I think, one of the most exciting contenders talent coming up this offseason. And like low-key, just the best signing possibly here uh, for for the uh, Los Angeles Gladiators. I mean, he success just follows this person and this man in contenders. This Reiner, the past two years, look at his Liquipedia page. It's all gold. It's all firsts of 2020 and 2021. This, this is a great main tank player, clearly, who just knows how to win. Uh, and I am excited to see him alongside Space uh, in Overwatch 2 for the Los Angeles Gladiators. It's going to be fun. Last year, uh, the Gladiators did super well. It's going to be another hard season to live up to, right? Some hard expectations. This was one of the best years for the Gladiators. They go 11-5. and five. They finish fourth overall in the league and second in NA. Um, and then they unfortunately have an early exit after losing to the Shanghai Dragons, who you will lose to, of course. And then in a very close five uh five game set that i think a lot of people are considering sort of the third place game almost because after the atlanta rain beat la three to two they kind of just easily beat the shock and fuel to head to the dragons the gladiators really gave the rain uh, the most uh challenge there in that loser's bracket so uh, a lot of people consider that la gladiators finish even though they exited pretty early to be considered almost a third place for them that they were that third best team there in the playoffs so that's an extremely good year that's an extremely positive sentiment coming from the community overall joe um the question is do you think uh with losing moth bird ring muse mirror and adding these four amazingly hyped up players that they can uh do as well as they did last year or is or is there just too much hype is is it, is it gonna get to them 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know that the uh, LA Gladiators have suffered much from from being overhyped uh, in their history, and not that they, not that they've been underhyped, but just that that they've been, you know, a pretty solid franchise. Um, and I, I don't ex- I don't expect that to be changing much. Um, they, you know, they, I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, just say for nothing uh, how impressive this roster is. I mean, it's it legitimately is the best one we've seen so far. And granted, we're you know we're going up the the totem pole in terms of last season's results, but um, uh, but yeah, this the uh, gladiators here are definitely um, not to be trifled with uh, this this upcoming season. I, I fully anticipate um, that they're going to be sitting right there at the top, um, maybe, maybe not at the top, but um, you know, what am I trying to say? <laughs> you know, seriously contending in yeah. in North America, um, as as a you know, like the top regional team. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to be up there for sure. I'm with you, Joe. I think you mentioned like this team. I, this organization is used to getting overhyped. Every single off season, they spend the most money. Every single off season, they are especially the last offseason they were rightfully overhyped everyone was saying this is the one of the best teams in the league um with some of the best talent and they are once again getting that uh, that hype with these pickups and i don't see any reason why they would fumble it to be honest i i truly don't um funny astro great talent they ended up being able to pick up they still have shoe who was Fantastic! Probably his best year last year was, his, which is nuts because he was so good with the Guangzhou Charge before this. Like he is so good, he's at the top of his game still. Kevster, of course, is insane. Space is so flexible, uh, and then you add Ons to that, you add Patipan to that, you add an insanely good new talent in Reiner. Like this is just. How can I say that this team won't live up to the hype? This team is, of course, going to live up to the hype. This is a really good roster. Um. Which leads me into my offseason grade, which is an A, um, an obvious A from me. Like, they have filled the holes pretty perfectly. Like, I don't think they missed anything. They have two tanks, they have three supports, and they cover main and off off, uh, flex support. They got three DPS players who cover a lot of different heroes, and they're really good. Um, Like, how can I not give this team an A? The only, like, sort of mistake I think they made was D-Pay. Uh, who, of course, they unfortunately had to let go because of a big argument um, in the offseason, which I still don't really understand the argument because, I don't know, Depay, according to it, Depay apparently was upset that they weren't going to spend money this offseason, and they clearly spent a lot of money. So I don't know what the <laughs> argument was exactly. <laughs> but their new head coach's face, uh, who, was, who has been with this team, assistant coaching since 2019 anyways, and then you got Unter... Uh, joining as assistant coach, who uh, was a really good assistant coach last year for the Atlanta Reign. Um, and I have heard nothing but great things, especially from a punk over on the Boston Uprising, who, of course, knows Hunter pretty well, since they're both Australian. That's how it works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that is how that works. Uh, but yeah, and they also got Smash coming in as assistant coach. So, like, I don't think the coaching, even though they're missing out on Deepay, who I think is a great coach, like, I think they still got great coaches here. So, yeah, I'll go with an A. What grade would you give this team for their offseason, Joe? Yeah, I think um, you know we've been we've been really um, hyping up this team this whole time, but um, but but with good reason. Yeah, I think this. Um, I I don't have a problem uh, giving them my first A of the 
of the uh, off-season ratings we've, we've given out so far. And I want to point out, uh, we're giving we're giving uh, an off-season A to the team that uh, dropped Moth and Bird Ring <laughs> in, in the off-season. Yeah. Um, technically, and, technically, Bird Ring retu- retired, so they did, there's nothing they could do about that. Right? That's true. And, and then they did resign him as a content creator. Yeah, so I mean, as a content creator. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's there's value to that too, but. Um, anyway, that just blew my blows my mind a little bit that like that's the <laughs> the, I mean, the standard, and and, okay. and it's still a worthy. But yeah, this is uh, I'm I'm really excited to to see the gladiators in action. Um, yeah, yeah right. there's just a lot to be a lot to be said about this team and, and a lot of fun things to see. I'm sure. You kind of just forget that those players were even on the team, Joe. Like when you look at their new roster, you're like, "Who? Who is Bird Ring? I don't even know who that is." They have Ans and <laughs> Ans and Potipan now. They don't really need Bird Ring. Um, and then Moth like was inevitable. Like it, they didn't even play this guy last year at all. Um, so sad, obviously. And I wish Moth was able to be on a new team, especially now that we know Lucio is pretty meta, according to a lot of people. Uh, and has gotten at multiple S tiers and a lot of tier lists. Like, it's kind of sad that Moth has just like been thrown to the side here, and we haven't seen him pick, picked up at all. Um, but yeah, we both give the LA Gladiators a. Uh, we're so excited to watch this team. I can't. I'm a big Gladiators fan. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that. So I'm super excited. Uh, and then let's move to the last team here that we will be previewing. It is the Dallas Fuel, who had their best season last year, going 11-5, first in North America. Um, ended up losing. They were the actual legitimate third-place finish, finishing team, uh, losing to the Dragons in the Winners' Finals and then losing to the Reign in the Losers' Finals, unfortunately. Uh, but this team had a really good start to the year last year, was the best team, was the team to beat until the Shanghai Dragons sort of took over there. Um, and Atlanta Reign, the Gladiators, all those teams started competing a lot more with the Fuel and NA as well. This offseason, um, they had a few retirements in Jexe and Rappel, uh, and then Pine, of course, who was barely even really on this team, left um, as well. And then as far as addition, additions go, they added Chio and Gurio, uh, both contenders players, Chio from O2 Blast and Gurio from GC Busan. And uh, Edison, who, of course, was on the Atlanta Reign last year. Um, so those three additions come in October, and then it, they haven't really done anything since October, and they haven't had to, Joe, because they kept their best players. They kept Doha, Sparkle, Hanbin, Fielder, Fearless. Yeah, uh, so Dallas Field, insanely good last year, and there's a lot of hype coming for all these players next year as well, Joe. Tell me who you're most looking forward to watching. Yeah, it's this. This is difficult again. Um, this is another. Uh, if you thought we were, if you thought we were uh, really praising the LA Gladiators, I, I anticipate we're going to run into some of the same here. Um, uh, <laughs> just in terms of yeah, the 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 benefits here. So I think uh, where my eyes are going to be uh, for the Dallas Fuel is definitely going to be on their. Uh, the, their new additions, the the new um, roster members that we're seeing, uh, so people like Gario, people like Chiyo, uh, who we haven't seen um, in the Overwatch League at all, uh, let alone here on the Dallas Fuel, um, and the ways that they're uh, able to to uh, fit themselves into what we know is a really uh, quality program and, and a, a quality roster, um, 
and, and how that's going to evolve uh, over the next season. Um, um, that's that's where that's where I'm paying attention. Is yeah, all, all the all the new blood here for Dallas. Yeah, and I don't blame you because right, the biggest issue for Dallas last year was this team doesn't have a hit scan. They lost XC right before the season. They decided not to replace him until they got Pine, and then they never used Pine anyways. This year, they actually have those hit scans to work with because both the players they picked up are hit scans. Edison, who's more flexible and can play Tracer, other things, but can play hit scan, and then Gurio's pure hit scan player. So they finally have that if they need it. But my eyes, I'll, I'll shout out Sparkle, who has been great his first two years in the league. Is this finally the year where it's MVP time for Sparkle? Um, if he gets that meta, if he gets like a Genji meta or something like that, like I think this could be um, his year. Uh, I mean, he's just such a fun player to watch. Uh, team performance, they did so well last year, Joe. They finished, of course, first in NA, as I, as I mentioned. They went 11-5. and five second overall in the league um do you think this team could do better than even better than that is the sky the limit for the dallas fuel this year uh yeah second overall in the league that's telling (laughs) um uh you you know just in terms of the the how impressed we were with this roster last year um but yeah i my uh, my concern we talked about the the gladiators are uh, the only other team we haven't touched at this point in North America is uh, the Atlanta Rain, uh, who will be uh, looking at uh, next week as our you know grand finals runner-ups from last year. But um, um, but yeah, I think um, we're right up there at the at the top of North America. Yeah, Gladiators um, and and as in the Gladiators will be uh, you know significant. Uh, competition for Dallas for sure, as as will maybe a couple of these other teams. But um, uh, you know the the this guy may be the limit, but you know they've got um, potentially one of the one of the most things to lose. I think may be fair uh, for, for this Dallas roster, just you know based on their based on their last season performance um, and and um, you know the the task they've got ahead of them here. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's tough to say this team is going to be the NA winner again, right, Joe? Because we did just talk about how good that Gladiators team is. We haven't talked about Atlanta yet, but maybe spoilers for next week. They're still going to be really good, and I still think it's going to be those. I think it's going to be really these three we've talked about the past past this week, and we'll be talking about the other. And I think it's the Gladiators, Rain, Fuel, who are really going to be those teams once again competing at the top of NA. And Shock and Outlaws, you know, they'll get, they'll they'll be fighting as well, but. I, I think the Fuel are going to be having a tough time fending off a really talented team in the Gladiators and Rain, who I think got better as well. This is going to be super fun to watch these three teams battle, and I, I'm expecting even Shock and Outlaws to give them a run for their money too. So, uh, yeah, still going to be super good for Fuel, but it is hard to say that they will dominate NA. I think it's going to be super close again. Um, as far as an offseason grade goes, hard not to give this team just a nice little... I'll give them an A-. I think they could have picked up maybe better players. I'm not the biggest fan of Edison, but uh, still good that they were able to keep basically this core roster that has been really good in this league since they were the Paris Eternal uh, two years ago. So, yeah, I'll give them a nice A-. minus. How about you, Joe? Yeah, yeah I can't quite decide between an A- minus and a B plus, but... Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely solid looking. Um, definitely ready to to see 
uh, like we're talking about, the kind of heights that that this uh, roster can really get to. Yeah, going to be fun to watch the Dallas Fuel this season once again. And those are our team previews for this week. Um, We're down to just Shanghai and Atlanta, uh, plus our power rankings next week. Uh, and of course, I, I imagine both me and Joe will get to play some Overwatch too. So we'll give our first impressions of that and how how we're feeling about it. Even though everyone's oh, going to yeah. be able to play it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys all for listening. If you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, my Twitter's at jwgeorgeiv. Joe's is at kirkpatrick underscore inc inc. And our show's Twitter is at on the flank show. Go follow us there. Joe's going to be tweeting out a bunch of stuff this season, including our power rankings every once in a while. Uh, so go go follow us there. If you're listening, you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on hyphen the hyphen flank co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Thank you guys for listening, uh, and enjoy Overwatch Two this week. Overwatch League starts in ten days.